welcome to the podcast. Coming to you from the Midwest Coast. I'm inside that miraculous establishment, the Midwest Healing Center, Lake of the Ozarks Podcast, Studio B. This is the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. Tell somebody about the podcast. It's all free. You know, you can download any of these free apps to any mobile device, Podbean, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes Store, Spotify. They're all free. Why they're free? You know what? I can't. I can't do it today. I can't do it. It's the freer then. I can't do it. I'm watching all this political stuff play. I can't even do it. This is crazy town. I, I can't. I just recommend you get the free apps. Listen to the podcast. Not the news right now. Listen to the podcast. I mean, I know I am now dumber for having heard some of the things that I have heard on the news recently. I, I'm, I'm losing brain cells. I now know less than I did when I didn't watch. Get the apps. Listen to the podcast. It's going to make you much smarter than the news will anyway. Come on, all the good-looking kids are doing it. Join the, join the group. How's everybody doing today? It's fall, y'all, in the Midwest, where we have Mother Nature going full-blown bipolar. It, seems, it just must be the season. Seems like the news is the same way, but I've, we got coats in the morning, T-shirts in the afternoon, heat on at night. Mother Nature forgot to take her meds again. Well, is it going to freeze or be 80 today? Yes, yes is the answer. Well, we are going to begin a new series of podcasts today, and uh, I want to call these Passing the Test. Now, we don't usually like hearing that, Passing the Test. We just finished a good long series titled The Word of God. Loved that one. It's my hope you're going to go back and listen to those if you missed it. I know I learn a lot during these podcasts. Uh, Let's get into today's program. You know, there are some tests in the Bible. Now, I know that many have falsely believed that sicknesses, diseases, things of that sort are tests from God. That's not true at all. But there are some tests in the Bible that are real and that God will take us through. And that's a character test. So listen to me. How do I want to say it? Your your anointing can't keep you where your character is going to fail you. I know a good many uh, pastors, preachers, whatever, that are anointed, no doubt, called by God, but have no character whatsoever. And I've seen where it's a downfall for them. The anointing can't keep you where there's no character. Godly character. The anointing won't take you somewhere where your character can't keep you. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. So there are tests because God will give us a dream to prepare us for our destinies, right? God God will show you something to prepare you for your destiny. And it all starts with this little test, the pride test. And I have, again, I've seen a good many fail right here. This is like, this is the beginning, the pride test. And just to give you some idea where we're going, Joseph gets a dream and um, well, he failed. He failed the pride test. So that led him to the pit test, then the palace test, then the purity test and the prison test. And I mean, listen, this has to be of God. It all starts with the same letter, right? Like if it rhymes or starts with the same letter, that's, that's just got to be from God. No, but really these tests, once, once I got to thinking about it, these are the tests that we will go through and you will go through them your entire life. Anytime that God looks to promote you, you will go through the pride test. 
It's those tests that once we pass them will allow you to be able to step into your destiny. And that destiny we know overall is something that God has, but it comes in stages as we seek to get that fulfillment of what God has for us. So we always have more to do, always, but it comes in stages. We have a destiny. Genesis 37 and verse 1, now Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger, in that land of Canaan. This is the history of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brothers. And the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah and his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report to them to his father. Notice, even before he has this dream, this kid's already what we call a tattletale. He's 17 years old, telling on his brothers, bringing a bad report. And we're going to see, and again, he's the youngest brother, right? He's the little whiny younger brother. And we're going to see that the dream wasn't exactly his destiny, but rather this was a way for God to show him some things that he's going to need to get worked out of his life so he can fulfill that destiny. Let's read on Genesis 37. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all of his children because he was the son of his old age. He's the baby. Also, he made him a tunic of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all of his brothers, they hated him and they could not speak peaceably of him. Now Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. So he said to them, please hear this dream, which I have dreamed. The kid is clueless. There we were binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And indeed your sheaves stood all along and they all, all around and they bowed down to my sheaf. So here it is. Imagine this kid. He's talking to his older, stronger brothers. They hate him. Think of the wisdom this kid has to tell them this dream. He's 17, not real bright here. His brother said to him, shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more and his dreams for his words and for his words, the way that he was talking to them. Then he dreamed still another dream, and he told his brothers, so here again, just clueless. Oh, you didn't like that one? Let me tell you another. Look, I've dreamed another dream, and this time the sun and the moon, that's talking about mother and father, and the 11 stars, his brothers bowed down to me. So he told his father and his brothers, and his father rebuked him, and he said to him, what is this dream that you've dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? And his brothers envied him, but his father kept the matter in mind. We take these tests because of character. Your character is the foundation of your destiny. Uh, Let's say it this way. You'll never have a larger destiny than your character because that's the foundation. You can't have a large destiny on a small character foundation. I've seen it. I've seen it not that long ago. So first point is, God has a dream for you. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the thoughts, the plans that I have for you, says the Lord thoughts and plans for welfare and peace, not of evil, to give you hope in your final outcome. He has a plan. And God's dream is bigger and better for your life than your dream is. And the reason that God's dream is bigger and better for you than your dream is because God is bigger and better than you. So his dream is bigger and it's better. If you'll just get out of the way, he has a plan for everybody. And this dream was from God. God gave him these dreams, but he did this to prepare him for his destiny. This was, this was the only test out of the 10 that Joseph, it would seem, failed. And let me say it this way because, again, you never actually fail a test with God because he's so gracious and he's so loving 
that he's going to let you take it over and over again until you pass it. So you can, you can leave our church if you get mad at me. You can move to another city. You can take on other jobs, whatever. But I'm telling you, you'll never get away from taking these tests. There's no F grades. You're just going to keep retaking them. This one is the pride test. God gives him a dream. And you too. You too. Now, how can you know, how can you know God dreams? Numbers 12 and verse 6, then he said, Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He's faithful in all of my house. I speak with him face to face, even plainly and not in dark sayings. And he sees the form of the Lord. God said, listen, I speak to others through dreams and visions, but to Moses, face to face, listen to me. I know that Jesus would like to talk to you face to face. How can I get to know God's dream for my life? If you want to get to know God's dream for your life, get to know God. He knows it. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel, Psalm 103, verse 7. See, there is a difference here. The children of Israel knew that God did. They knew what God did. Moses got to know why he did what he did. They knew his acts and the stories. Moses knew his ways as a person. Get to know the one who can reveal and fulfill your dreams. That is God. Now, let me say this. Not every dream you have is from God, right? I'm dealing with this all the time with people that put something into every single dream they have. I saw a dog eating an ice cream cone uh, with a party hat on. What do you think it means? I think God's trying to tell me something. I just can't figure it out. Not all dreams are from God. Or what do we do when maybe we say it was a dream of mine to do such and such a thing? Here I am at 50 years old. Guys, I was once a really great football player, but I can promise you the dream of the Kansas City Chiefs calling me isn't going to happen. I can give up on that dream. No, listen, God does have a dream for you. So number two, don't, don't brag about it. This is, how you, this is how you pass the pride test. Joseph's dream was from God, no doubt about it. But don't brag about it. Him bragging about it wasn't from God. So his destiny was to eventually feed, not just his brothers and his mother and his father and his family. It was to feed an entire nation, right? I mean, that was the ultimate. But you maybe can't say that to a 17-year-old and have them get excited about that and want to pursue that dream. Now, a dream about your brothers who hated him bowing down to him, he might pay attention to something like that one, right? Why did God give this boy these two dreams? God knew for sure that pride was in this boy's heart. And he knew that he would brag about it. And his bragging about it was going to get him put into the pit for next week's test. You think about some of the bragging that has gotten us into some of the pits in our lives. God did exactly what he needed to do to work in this boy's life. But the dream isn't the destiny. It's simply to get you started on your character test. God knows the dreams that he needs to give to you. One of these upcoming tests is the prison test. And I feel the need to say this as we're going along. Anybody that's ever been in trouble with the law, uh, if you're listening, maybe you've been in jail at some point, maybe prison at some point, I want you to know that you have not forfeited your destiny. God knew you before you were born. And he knew that you were going to make mistakes, but you have a destiny from God. And you also have a family here at the Midwest Healing Center, this ministry, two guys in the Bible that loves you. So remember, this says that his brothers hated him for his dreams and his words. Watch, what, watch this. This is, this is how we can tell. Pride always talks. Pride will always tell on itself. Pride always has to be heard and pride will always interrupt. When you... 
when you interrupt somebody, then that says what I have to say is way more important than what you have to say. One way to know that you're in pride in your heart or if somebody else is. Matthew 12 and verse 34, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Matthew 15 and verse 18, but those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart and they defile a man. It's easy to find out where you are and where somebody else is. Just listen to them. They'll tell on themselves. Joseph gets this dream and he opened his mouth and he brags on it. There's some people who think while talking and others that don't think at all before talking and some after and, well, some that just don't think at all. So once we recognize we have a problem with this, then what? For some to stop bragging, you're just going to have to shut up and stop talking. I'm serious. Many can't stop. They just cannot do it. I know somebody like this, that every time he opened his mouth, he was going to corner you and he was going to talk an hour about himself no matter what or interrupt any conversation and take it over and never stop talking for hours. It was horrible. And it's a fine line of telling what God has done and bragging. And you know the difference. So what do you do? You deal with the root of pride. And one of the largest roots, listen to me, one of the largest roots of pride is insecurity, being insecure or inferiority or, or inadequacy. It's the root because what our flesh does is it makes us try to build ourselves up to become more confident, see if anybody will agree with us so that we can add that to our wounds and hope that it makes us feel better. And then it really just creates an unhealthy cycle of always having to talk about you and what you've done and how you've done it and what you did to get God to bless you and why God is blessing you. And it makes you out to be the false trinity of me, myself, and I. And really what needs to take place is that you have to become more confident in the Lord in God through you, that God did it. God made it happen. Come to the place that you deal with the root, not the fruit. Listen, God won't make you humble. I hate that when people say, oh, Lord, make me humble. That's unbiblical. Humble yourselves. That's Bible. God cannot help you be humble. You never pray for humility. You humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you in due time. He will exalt you in due time. So again, how do you do it? Get into the presence of the Almighty God every day, and you're going to find out real soon, uh, maybe I didn't have as much to do with it as I thought that I did. It's not putting yourself down. No, this is simply raising him up. The longer you stay out of God's presence, the bigger you think you are. We know this same little story, right? It's one that's used all the time, but I think it applies here. There was a prince looking out the window of his castle one day, and he sees a beautiful woman. And he says, I got to meet this woman. Now, as a prince, he could have called her up and he could have ordered her to marry him if he had wished to do so. But he wanted her to fall in love with him. And so he wanted to meet her. He wanted to spend time with her. He wanted to get to know her. Kind of like Jesus leaving heaven and coming to earth to meet his bride. So he disguises himself as Jesus did, you know, in taking on our form. So this man, he disguises himself and he puts on beggar's clothing and he goes out into the community and he tells his parents, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take on a normal job like everybody else. And he meets this woman. And over a few months that turn into years, they fall in love. He proposes and she uh, accepts that and they get married. And then he says, I need you to know I'm really a prince. Well, his father passes and he takes his place as the king. And she's now the queen. How does she deal with the insecurity of knowing and others knowing 
you were born poor. Well, for one, she knows this. I'm the queen. She knows who her husband is and that he loves her. But she also deals with the pride side of it and never forgetting where she came from. You and I knowing that we are children of the king can take care of all of our inferiorities, all of our inadequacies, all of our insecurities. And at the, and at the, and at the same time, just because I can do all things, I don't get prideful. Because I know I was adopted into this family, taken from the gutter, and he rescued me. I'll never forget where I came from. But no, I don't have to put myself down. I'm a child of the king. The first thing we have to do to get to the destiny, pass the pride test. Come on, you can do it, friends. Get into the presence of the Almighty God. Now listen, he's not going to put you in the pit, but we do end up there. Just don't stay in the pit. Put pride down and keep moving towards the destiny. And always remember, it's God who gives the dreams. And it's God who gets us to the destiny, not ourselves. That's all the time I have for today. Thank you for joining me on the New Old School Podcast. I am your host, Don Allen. And until next time, I'm getting up out of my pit. I'm passing my tests so I can attempt the ridiculous and achieve the miraculous.